This is State of Water. This is State of this Water. This is State of Water. This is State of Water. State of Water coming at you right now. State of Water, a podcast focusing on clean water issues and their relationship to policy, equity, community, and climate. Featuring captivating interviews with Michiganders from many walks of life, State of Water is the official podcast of the Clean Water Campaign for Michigan, a program of the nonprofit organization Title Track. Hey, this is Jenny from Title Track. If you resonate with what you're about to hear, put those feelings into action. Take the first step toward getting involved by going to titletrackmichigan.org slash contact to sign up for our mailing list. Friends, welcome back to State of Water. We're honored to bring you a brand new batch of episodes featuring the stories of water protectors from all walks of life across the Great Lakes region. We're starting off this new season highlighting the theme of youth empowerment. We're sending mad respect out to the next level young people who are already shaping the future. And we have a few of them to introduce to you today. We the people of Detroit is a grassroots organization dedicated to community coalition building and to the provision of resources that inform, train, and mobilize the citizens of Detroit and beyond to improve their quality of life. They aim to educate and empower Detroit residents on imperative issues surrounding civil rights, land, water, education, and the democratic process. You can learn so much more about We the People of Detroit by checking out our interview with their incredible president and CEO, Monica Lewis-Patrick, in episode 14 of the podcast. The organization created a youth internship program where young people participate in four to eight weeks of action, learning, and service. Throughout the internship, the youth experience their city through a unique lens of grassroots organizing and historical contexts. In this episode, the amazing title track intern Annie Lively hosts a conversation with Brooke Bowers and Jave Henry, two Detroiters who volunteered for the internship program at We the People of Detroit. That's right folks, it's high time we let the interns take over the show. So without further ado, here's Annie Lively. First, Brooke, thanks so much for agreeing to talk with me. I was thinking maybe we could introduce ourselves a little bit. Um, And if you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. So my name is Annie. I'm an intern with Title Track, and Title Track is a pretty new organization based sort of all over Michigan. Um, and our focus is water protection, racial equity, and youth empowerment. 
And I've only been an intern for a couple months. And one of the sort of projects that I've been working on is this, getting in touch with and talking to young people who are doing important work regarding water issues around the state. And Seth Bernard, the, one of the co-executive directors connected me with We The People and Victoria suggested I talk to you. So I figured we could maybe do like a little icebreaker if you wanted to introduce yourself. I was thinking we could say, like say your name, where you're from, and then maybe like an interesting thing about you. So I'm from Leelanau County, so just west of Traverse City. And an interesting thing about me, it's always hard to come up with an answer. Um, something that I like to talk about is that I studied Swahili at Michigan State. I'm almost a graduate of Michigan State for three years and I had the opportunity to go to Tanzania and study there. And so I always like to talk about that. So yeah, if you wanna introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Brooke. I'm from Detroit. And the interesting fact about me, uh, I met two Olympic gymnasts. One I met over Zoom and the other one was my former coach. Wow. So you're a gymnast? Yes. That's awesome. Hi, Jave. Hi. So Jave, if you wanted to introduce yourself, your name, where you're from, and an interesting fact about you, that would be awesome. Okay. Um, my name is Jave Henry. I'm 20 years old. I'm from Detroit. And an interesting fact about me, um, uh, <laughs> um, I really love my family, I guess. <laughs> That's a great fact. I love my family, too. To start, I was hoping one or both of you could kind of explain a little bit about the internship that you've been doing this summer with We the People of Detroit. If you want to give, like, the background, the day-to-day -day of it, all the stuff. So... I got into this internship because my mom told me about it, and I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So, yeah, that's, I didn't have a real background of what was happening, so I just joined out of curiosity. Uh, we usually have meetings informing us, like, learning about water and what's happening in the world and how it's um, affecting us physically, mentally, socially, economically. And we did door knocking, which was really fun. But that human interaction was too kind of too much for me. I <laughs> like being indoors, but it was really fun. It was really hot outside those days, but really fun. Um, there was this one person um, they told us we could push a little, trying to tell them, hey, this is a really big problem. You should get your water tested. So I tried this, and this guy was like, no, no, I do not want a water testing kit at all. And I was like, um, all right, have a nice day, because we were trying to, like, feel their mood if they didn't have time or something was happening. But <laughs> I hope he's fine. We've just done a lot of learning about water safety and stuff like that. Okay, even the smallest amount could have big impacts, so you should always be informed. I wasn't informed until, well, I was informed at a pretty young age. Um, people were sending water over to Flint 
because we had a dad's club and it was a charity thing. We all, every class brought in water and the most water brought in by the class got a pizza party. It was really fun. But like behind that, you didn't know what was happening. You just thought, I just knew that Flint water wasn't, wasn't okay. But I thought it was just Flint. And I thought that all the way up to this program. I didn't know the specifics of it. I didn't even know it was lead until this program, until my, I was informed of it. So that just shows like how, <laughs> how they're not even spreading the word about it. Like this is a big problem. People are dying from it. The government is lying to us. And I might be 12 years old, but I do know a lot. And we did, the other day, we did some phone calls to call people back to tell them about their testing and stuff. And people just be people, and they're just people. <laughs> Someone would call, I called them, and they just immediately hung up on me. But this is important, so I called them back. <laughs> and then it just went straight to voicemail. But yes. Uh, it was a little nerve-wracking because it's my first time and, you know, all those people calling you back from a random number, you know, in real life, you don't like those people. <laughs> They're just like, well, I think I would react kind of similar to him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm 12 and I'm not <laughs> supposed to answer random numbers, but, <laughs> but it was a fun experience. Um, I overall love this program. It was very fun. I told some of my parents, I mean, my friends about it, and she was like, that was really cool. I want to go again this program, but she's really busy. She does stuff, work like this too, but like on other problems, but yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of experience and definitely knocking on doors and calling people are both nerve wracking. I've done both of those things and yeah, it definitely gets you out of your shell a little bit. When you, when you knock on someone's door and you are like doing canvassing, are you just asking them if they'd like to participate in the water testing? Do you also do any of the like collecting the data? Yes. We collected the water kits and talked to people about the door knocking. We gave them, um, what are they called? Filters, yes, water filters. So just in case, to be safe, even if there's no lead in your water, you can still use a water filter. Right. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you, Brooke. So I guess my next question, and Jave, if you want to jump in, please do. One question that I have, and Brooke, you kind of talked about this a little bit, is that, do you feel like this internship has sort of contributed to building community in some way? Um, obviously it can be hard sometimes talking to strangers about stuff that maybe they don't wanna talk about, but do you feel like it brings up some important issues with people maybe you would have otherwise not spoken to? Um, yeah, I think it has. In a way, I feel like with what we were doing, going around door to door and talking to people and seeing if they were like interested and in giving them the information. And um, also just people telling us about their issues or experiences with water. 
really gives us a way to connect with people in our community um, just to have a understanding on what they went through and just try our best to provide them the resources that they need. So in a way, I, I believe it's, it's, it's a really good way to, to connect with people. It's just, you know, just talking, asking questions and just listening. Yeah, totally. Do you want to add anything, Brooke? Um, a lot of those people didn't even know about those issues. And some people actually seemed pretty uh, interested and like shocked. Yeah. And these are older people we were talking to. People have that have been in that community for years and not informed of something that was happening in their own houses. Yeah. Just like that conversation is so important. And so Brooke, you kind of talked about this a little bit, um, but I was just curious to know if you were interested in working on water issues before you started this internship? And like, if so, if that's changed at all since, since participating in it? No, it hasn't, it hasn't really changed um, much because I've been working with water issues for a while before the program because I was really um, interested in it because of personal experiences. I went through with water so I could get more knowledge myself and the resources that I need also and also share that with other people and also people that's also going through either the same situation me and my family was or people in different situations with water just so that they can get the help that they need because I wouldn't want anyone else to ever go anything like go through anything with um, water because it's, it's very important for us to have our water whether if it's like clean and be able to have affordable water and such so it hasn't really changed much for me yeah sort of solidified more so that this is important to do and so I feel like in some ways you've already answered this question, but I'm curious to know what experience you've gained from this internship, both like in kind of technical skills and maybe in more like in a more general sense, like if it's you feel like you've gained something that you wouldn't have maybe otherwise. Um, and why do you think that this experience is important, which I feel like you've a little bit touched on, but I'd love to hear more. This helped with my social skills that weren't all that good before the pandemic. It just went lower since I, I was just home all the time. But it helped my social skills. I was out a lot of the days and talk, talking to people. It was kind of nerve-wracking. But after doing it a bunch of times, you know, I got used to it. Um, also help I gained a lot of knowledge and I when I grow up I actually want to be a scientist I don't know if I'll do something in this career but it was just very intriguing to learn about the science behind all this behind the water testing parts per billion how many parts per billion of lead is safe in water which is zero and yeah, that's awesome. Do you want to add anything, Jube? Yeah, I also want to piggyback off what Brooke said. It it was um, very beneficial with 
um, the information because some things I didn't like necessarily know all about, like with the safety of cleaning your faucet in there and that it could still leave residue of like lead or it's just really um, safe to do so or um, just information that I wasn't aware of um, that happened in like areas like school districts with faucets and the water and lead and things like that. I gained knowledge also, and I've also gained um, being able to work with various of people, learning how to um, basically, yeah, communication, learning what to say, what to um, bring up. That's the more important things when talking to certain people in the community um, just to grab their attention to, um, do that. So other than that, that's all I've gained from this program. Yeah. I mean, those are really awesome things to have gained. I feel like in a lot of ways, knowledge is definitely power. Um, and it seems like there's been a lot of learning through this process. So that's really awesome. Really happy for both of you. Um, and grateful that you're doing this work. Um, and so I only have a couple more questions, but one, one question, and again, like it's a little bit of a repeat, but in the way that like, maybe you grew up thinking about water, if you did, or if you just kind of didn't think about water, um, like being on the other side, sort of, of like being an advocate for water testing and for just sort of sharing knowledge. Do you, do you feel like you view water in a different way now, either after this program or just after kind of being exposed to more information? Like, would you say that you're, you've shifted at all in how you understand or view it? Yes, I didn't even know there was an issue with water. I mean, I was a little kid, but my mom informs me about everything. We don't keep secrets from each other. So if she learned something new, she'd tell me. So just learning about this now, it's that big of an issue, not even just in Flint, but it, there is something happening in no, sorry, Washington too. That's on the other side of the country. And people still aren't talking about it. I don't, it, I didn't even know about it. And I'm pretty upset I didn't because, I mean, I used to watch news of my grandma from time to time. So I wouldn't even see it on there. I just see like flooding and other bad stuff like that, but nothing that there's lead in the water. And they lie to the citizens at their homes, tell them they can boil the water, but that just means high, high concentrations of lead in the water. I mean, that makes sense. I'll, I'll just add to that too, that um, my whole view with water shifted completely. <laughs> After, you know, um, being more aware these past couple of years, because like when I was younger, I, water to me was just like, oh, wow, it's, you know, it's just here, you know, but now um, 
having experienced um, certain issues with water and having to work um, work with water and seeing that other people are going through the same issues or just like struggles with water, it made me like think that, yeah, we have a right to our water. We have a right to have safe and healthy water for ourselves, our families, children. And it's, it just became very important. And so after doing research, learning from my peers, mentors, it really made me shift into wanting to try and help and do something and just shed light and help, you know, teach people what I've learned and just um, know that they're not the only ones. So I'm actually really grateful that <laughs> I'm a part, I was a part of the program and learned more than um, I did before. Wow, that's really awesome. You're both, you're both really cool. <laughs> Um, and so, okay, I have one more question for you both, and that would be great if both of you would answer it. Um, and the question is, is there something that you would like to say to both policymakers in Michigan and maybe, I guess, in Washington, D.C., about, about water issues and maybe just to, like, the broader Michigan public, like, to people that live outside of the communities that you've been working in? Um, that they might not know, if there's anything that you'd like to say to either of those groups or both, I would, I would love for you to share. Yes. Money, uh, money is more than plentiful in the U.S., and you can't spare a couple of dollars just to fix some pipes in the ground. I mean, this is a big issue. People in your country are dying from it all the time, every day. Kids are getting sick. We heard stories about people who lost their sons and daughters. I haven't really been alive long enough to lose anybody except my great-grandma. So I can't, like losing your child? I, like from a parent's perspective, you wouldn't want to see your child die and especially from something that can be fixed easily, just with a few repairs. Yeah. To know, because it might be something we could do ourselves, like fixing the pipes in our house, but you aren't giving us the knowledge to even know about that, so we could do it ourselves if you're not going to help us. So, yeah. Please just be more active in our community. Come on. Thank you so much, Brooke. Um, and I guess I'll add on to that as well. Um, <laughs> I just want to say that um, no one is ever alone, even though it feels like we can be alone. Um, no one's ever alone because we're all going through a very hard time, no matter what situation it may be, but you know, <laughs> we're we're on our way to you with whatever resources that we can provide, rather that's with water or just with simple information we you know learned and read off a paper or such and such. We're just here to 
you know, provide a, a helping hand or an ear to listen to you. Just know that, yeah, you're never alone in the fight, that we're all with you, whatever you may be going through. You are always blessed. And the things that is happening in this world will soon come to an end and have its uprising with our voice, with actions. So everything you do, we do is enough. And we're going to make it, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it work. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Wow. You two are both so powerful. Uh, wow. Blown away. For my first interview, I feel like I don't know what I was expecting, but I love this conversation um, so much. And I'm so grateful for both of you for talking with me and for, I don't know, doing the hard stuff. This is definitely hard work. It's hard to learn sometimes about the problems that we face, but the fact that you're committed to it is just really inspiring and really awesome for everyone. So really like to extend my gratitude to both of you for all of it, for talking to me and for just being awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It was, it was fun talking with you, too. It just felt like a normal conversation. Awesome. I tried to keep it normal. Good luck in the fall. I don't know what your plans are, but I hope that you're able to stay healthy and safe. Who knows what's going to happen? But I'm so grateful to both of you. So thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. It was nice meeting you and talking with you. Yeah. yeah. To getting this out there, and I will send it to you once ready. Okay, no problem. Okay, take care. All right, stay safe. Thank you. Bye, all. Bye. 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 This campaign represents an opportunity to help place clean water issues front and center by partnering with environmental organizations across the state, by educating voters, and by urging every candidate running for public office to make a strong stand on critical issues affecting Michigan's waters. Using storytelling and music events across the state to amplify the groundswell of public support for clean water issues, this campaign is driven by Michiganders from all walks of life, who share a similar priority, protection of our water. Both State of Water and the Clean Water Campaign are programs of the Michigan-based nonprofit Title Track. Their mission, engaging creative practice to build resilient social ecological systems that support clean water, racial equity, and youth empowerment. Thanks for tuning in, friends. We have a lot more fantastic interviews coming at you, so stay tuned.